Welcome to the Takeover Podcast Show, man. This is our very first show, pilot episode. We are some ordinary cats doing some extraordinary things. Man, I'm your host, Superstar P. I got my brother, Shavis Daniels, with me. Um, my other third owner, B.A. Alexander, is not with us today, but we'll catch up with him later on. Man, we finally got a chance to launch this podcast. We've been working hard on it behind the scenes, making sure we give it a proper lunch, so we're going to give this thing a try. Um, I got a good feeling this thing's going to end up big, so, hey, man, y'all hang in there with us. Man, let me introduce our sponsor. We're sponsored by Supernatural Barbershop in Bolger City, Louisiana. My homeboy, D, had enough confidence in us to, to uh, sponsor us, so that's real good for him. Hopefully, we can get some more sponsors on board once this thing takes off. Um, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so we want to get a shout-out to all the men and women that are fighting breast cancer. And hopefully, sometime in the near future, we find a, a cure for this thing. So, uh, the big thing about this show, man, we want to give a voice to the streets. We want to give everybody a chance to participate. We want y'all to hear some topics from a street point of view, not, you know, the big media, CNN, ESPN. We, we want to hear from, you know, cats that you know, people that's actually in the street, people that's actually going through the struggle. So it's going to be a fun show. We're going to go through a variety of topics. If anybody has any ideas, man, just come on our page and uh, leave it in the comment section. Like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. We got a Tumblr account. So um, go on there and follow us. You know, if you got any ideas, um, you want to make posts, you want to put some pictures on the page, you're more than welcome. We don't have it closed off. Uh, anybody got some products they want to promote, hey, we'll do an interview with you, or you can post on our page, man. We want to leave this open for the public and give everybody a forum to do their thing. I know some big things that's going on in my mind right now. I need to ask my brother a question. You know, both of us being... Texas Longhorns fans, I think everybody knows what's going on with the Longhorns right now. It's not really good down there in Austin. It's not really looking good for Charlie Strong. So let me ask my brother who's really educated in sports and get his full opinion about it. Man, um, Chevis, do you think Charlie Strong's going to make it to the end of the year? What do you, In your own opinion, what do you think is going on down there in Texas right now? So you're pretty much going to start this show off on the low light like that. I mean, what you want me to do? I mean, it, it, it's a hot topic. Like, we in San Antonio right now, so we right next to Austin. I might as well ask you. Man, I'm going to put it like this. You know, a long-time a long Longhorn fan, just as a fan of football, I feel like Charlie Sean started out great when he came in. You know, he had to change the culture from the beginning. Right. You know, we had a lot of uh, you know, the, the old team, Mac Brown boys out there, they really wasn't buying into what Charlie was trying to do. So first thing you have to do is you had to go in there like Joe Clark. You have to clean house. Okay. You know, we got rid of a lot of guys that wasn't really wanting to buy into that system. And, you know, we knew it was going to be a building process. You know, it wasn't going to be no overnight fix. It was going to be something that's going to take a couple of years. But at the, same, at the same spot, you have to show some kind of progression. Right. Last year, you know, we had a lot of young guys. You know, we use that excuse a lot of times when it comes to young, you know, younger teams. Are young? You know, they still got to learn how to win. We made great strides last year. This year was supposed to be another step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the point that we're losing that people are angry about. It's, it's how we lose. It's how we're losing. Yeah. You can't be happy. You can't have teams putting up a fifty piece on you every game and thinking that you're going to keep your job. I do understand that we have 
we have eight sophomores to start on defense. Uh -huh. We only have one starter that's a senior this year. So you still got a lot of young guys that's there. Me personally, I would love to see that man get at least another year. When you get those guys on defense coming back, sophomores and juniors, there's one year more under their belt that they're ready. The offense is there. We see how the offense is clicking. We went out there, we addressed the offense in the offseason. Went out there, got a, a big-time offensive coordinator that changed the whole scheme how we do things. Up-tempo, moving the ball. You got two 250-pound running backs in the backfield. Bulldozing guys. Got some studs at receivers. And we finally, after what, about what, four, four or five years since Colt McCoy left, we finally got a legit quarterback. Right. That we've been missing. You, you, your offense only going to go as far as the quarterback going to take. We finally got a true freshman in there that's actually doing things. Shane Bouchelle that's mm -hmm. doing things. Now think about if we can address these defense, you know, let them boys get some experience throughout the year, this year, next year, you know, over the offseason. We'll get them back right, get some uh, guys healthy, and you bring in your quarterback from this year as a true freshman and bring him back next year as a sophomore. I feel like you, you, you're going to build off that, but, you know, when you got these big-time boosters, you know, the fan base that's rich in tradition, they want to win now. And I, me personally, I would love to see them another year. Is it going to happen? I just – you can't lose three in a row. And then, to put, you know, to put something on top of that, you lost to Oklahoma. Right. You know, if you beat Oklahoma – that's almost like they give you a free ticket for at least for the rest of the year. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah, we can go off that, that. That's what got them through last year. That's how, that's how you get through. You have to – they have checklists, you know. Win your, win your conference, you know, win a championship, beat your rivals. Right. You got to win them rivalry games. At least keep your job. Hopefully, you know, I hope, you know, people give them a chance. And another thing I, I say is people always want to fire somebody, but they don't have anybody in the, who's waiting. Who are you going to bring in that's going to be better than that man right now? You know, I think that's one question that we need to address. You know, people are oh, as soon as something goes wrong, people are like, that's fire. Okay, then who's going to be the next guy that's going to come in and fill that void? If you don't have anybody that you have in the waiting, then you need to go ahead and go with the person that got you there. I see one scenario, I'll, I hate to say, but I look back on the Warriors when they had Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson put the foundation down for the Warriors, right? Right. Balling guys, you know, guys that's going to fit that system. They won a lot of games. Fired that man. Steve Kerr came in and looked like the savior. But Mark Jackson put that foundation down. I would hate for Charlie Sean to get a, a bad rip with him getting fired. And he put the foundation down and the next guy come in and get all the credit for it. That's why I don't want to see happen. Right. But as far as him getting fired, man, I hope that man keeps the job. I just think they just need to, at this point, this season, I look too good with two and three right now. I just think right now we just need to get all the reps we can for the, the uh, defense and offense and see where we go from there. Man, um, this subject has been a long time coming. But I'm going to tell you who messed it up for him. See, Jim Harbaugh in Michigan messed it up for him. He just got hired last year. And Michigan, before he got hired, they wasn't good. They were pretty bad. So last year, I want to say they went, what, about 10-3? and three? So you saw an immediate improvement. 
You look at him this year, they're ranked number four in the country. So he got in there and made immediate improvement. And so people want to see that. Like, hey, Charlie, why you can't do that? As as big as Texas is, they they got more money than anybody. As big as the program is, you trying to tell me you can't find 11 guys that can't tackle? This is true. <laughs> You can't find eleven guys that can't that can tackle. You Man, can't. I tell you one thing. I looked. At, I looked at that tape, and that tape don't lie. I saw a lot of arm tackling, a lot of missed tackles in the backfield. But I feel like the things that, that are going on, they can't be fixed. And I think they could be fixed underneath Which him. Oh, the problem is not can it be fixed? When they gonna be fixed? Let, let's 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 take some history right here. In the four games that Texas has played, they gave up 47 to Notre Dame. UTEP, they gave up seven. We ain't going to count UTEP. You gave up 50 to Cal. Oklahoma State, you gave up 49. And you gave up 45 to Oklahoma. Well, we can't check a Nike. Can't <laughs> check a Nike. That's so, really, you're giving up 45 points a game. Your offense is averaging 40 a game and losing because your defense can't stop a nosebleed. Now, if you was Tulane or somebody, this might be excusable, but you're the University of Texas. You are in the biggest state in the union outside of Alaska. So you can't tell me you can't find 11 guys, 11, who can tackle. This, this is atrocious. This is ridiculous. He, he took over the play calling for this game against Oklahoma. Nothing changed. Okay, they scored 45 instead of 50. And it's crazy because they look, they, the defense actually looked legit in the first they half. They looked good in the first I was half. Like, All right, we can work with this. And came out in the second half and just dropped the ball. Then poof, the Texas defense is back. You know, is he going to make it next? He would probably have to go on a serious winning streak to save his job. You just haven't seen the progression. You know, they don't have to do what to him being black, you know, people say, oh, they're going to fire him because he's black. Look here. If I was, it, it's like, okay, if you had this big marketing company, right, and you're making flyers, and the guy you got the QC everything was black. Like, look here. Every flyer that comes out of here don't need to have any misspelled words, no mistakes, okay? The flyers coming out, you got misspelled words and all kinds of stuff with big corporations. Like, hey, man, we paying you all this money to get these flies right, he's still screwing around with it. Now, am I just gonna keep that QC person on because he's black? No, shoot, he gotta get fired. I hired you to do a job and you not doing the job. So I have to make a move or else the people that's invested in my company are gonna leave. It's the same principle, they hired Charlie Strong to do a job. Hey, we know we ain't gonna win the championship every year. Only one out of 128 college teams wins the title. But we need to be competitive we need to see progression, and we, and we need to see some kind of pride. I mean, come on. I mean, offensively, yeah, we good. But the defense, the defense was horrible last year. The defense was horrible the year before, and the defense is horrible again this year. My question is, if you get rid of Charlie, who do you have available? I know you have Herman down in U, U of A. That's if he wants to take the job, because he got the boys looking pretty good, too. But you know what? It ain't who you got available. Univers you're the University of Texas. You make people available. This is true. You make people available. Look here. You could say there's a good coach in uh, Delaware. 
top notch. Hey, man, we're in University of Texas, and we want to hire you. Even though we, we already know you got a job, but we're going to let you come down to UT. Money, no object. Oh, we Facilities, gonna, we gonna double, no object. We're going to double, triple that salary. We're going to put you up in the nicest house. And we're going to we're gonna pay you 10 men a year. You don't think he's going to leave? And then that recruit, they, the recruit is fertile. Nick Saban was on the bubble until Alabama had to come up with some more ducats. But, but the crazy you know, part is, because I was like, oh, we not getting the guys in? No. Our recruiting class the last couple of years been in the top 15. The recruiting grounds here are, are fertile. We're getting the guys that we need to, to get. And this is what I thought was going to change with Charlie from the Mac Brown. Because Mac Brown, I think he lost it when he stopped recruiting. He just started picking the guys that was at the top of the list. He could, Mac, Mac even said, he said, we don't recruit no more. We just pick. You know, just because this guy's number one, the number, number one uh, quarterback coming out of high school doesn't mean he's going to translate to college that way. And sometimes you have to be able to evaluate good talent. And that's what I thought Charlie was doing at the beginning. I was like, all right, he's bringing in guys. He's, and he was moving outside of Texas, too, getting other guys that's available. And I saw the progression last year. It just this year, we I don't know what happened this year. Well, just the defense just just fell off. And that's one of Charlie's strongest uh, strong suits is defense. So when I saw he was going to take over for the Oklahoma game, I was like, all right, we can, we can right this ship. But I'm trying to figure out if it is it the scheme that we're running on defense, or is it the personnel, or is it a little bit of both? It's all of it. It's all of it. The tackling is horrendous. The defensive calling is bad. In college football, as a coach, your name is everything. Look, when when Alabama, I mean, when Nick Saban first got to Alabama, Alabama wasn't no good. Nick Saban got there. Three years later after he got there, they won the national title. Jim Harbaugh got to Michigan. It's Jim Harbaugh. Urban Urban Meyer. The players follow the name. Now, you got Dabo Sweeney that's on the rise. He's got Clemson in good contention, but he's Dabo Sweeney. I mean, you, it's the name. To be successful at the University of Texas, we're going to need a name for these top-notch athletes to follow. Not saying Charlie Strong is not a name, but he's, a, he's like a second-tier name. He's not Urban Meyer. He's not... Uh, Nick Saban. But it's not, a, it's not a lot of those elite guys out there. And it's those not. elite guys that are out there, they're in schools right now, but, and they're winning. They're not about to leave those but spots. When you're not a name, the patience level is not as high. Okay, we're going to take a chance on you. However, we're going to need you to turn this ship around two or three years, or else we're going to get somebody else. When you're a name, you got a little bit more leeway. Look at Les Miles. They gave him all the leeway in the world. And then they're like, okay, it, it, it's just time to cut faith with you. But however, when you're not that one of those top here, coaches, you're not going to have the same patience and parameters that you do if you was Nick Saban. Bringing up Les Miles, I was just thinking about this. I look at a lot of different blogs, a lot of different forums. You know, some of the Texas people were saying, oh, we should bring in Les Miles. And I just think that's a horrible decision where we did that. I just feel, I looked at the offense that LSU run. I have seen better plays on Tecmo Bowl than the plays that they run <laughs> at LSU. Have you seen that? I know they have they have the best talent there uh, at LSU. Uh, when I was on the vent, I said after the first game what was going to happen to LSU, and I'd be damned if it didn't happen. I said, Leonard Fournette's going to get hurt because that's all the offense you got. He, he ain't played in about two or three games. I said, your quarterback is he's a problem. 
they sat him down, bringing another guy, but you still lost that game down in Auburn. I, I you know, another that's another school. LSU got all the, the, but I think their situation is different than Texas. They just can't. There's the offensive side of the ball. Ours is the defensive side of the ball. But for Texas and even for LSU, but for Texas, this is this is just unexcusable. Not what the talent pool and the areas you could go in and recruit. I mean, hell, you like I said, you're the biggest state in the union. There's no way. I know you're competing with Baylor, Texas Tech, and all that. There's no bigger name in the state of Texas than the University of Texas. Not AM, not Baylor, not Rice, not Tech, not East, not SMU, but Texas is the biggest name in the state of Texas, and you can't recruit 11 guys to tackle. I just don't believe that. So, if you were the athletic director or the, uh, or the person in charge, what do you do right now? You let Charlie Sharp ride out the season and see how it goes. Do you have a a, a, a plan in, in order for next year? Are you gonna let him go? If you if you could pick from a coach, who would you pick right now? But I tell you what, they already said they're gonna let him ride out the season, so you can't go back on your word Do you now. You need that though. But you said that either athletic director, you've already said we're not gonna fire him during the season. Your credibility means something. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a coach. That want that's think about this job like oh man they told Charlie they weren't gonna fire him turn around and fire him so I think they put this in position like we're gonna be patient and I think they were but I think he'll make it to the end of the year I think he's gonna make it to the end of the year and if Charlie stays it's gonna be a lot of people that's gonna go yeah either yeah. either it's Charlie and everybody going or Charlie staying and everybody else is going but defense anybody that's a defensive coach. On that team, need to think about calling Century 21 and getting their house for sale. Because they're going to be gone. And Charlie's on standby. Because you're going to be gone too, buddy. Because, uh, so, I mean. So what you're saying is there's no uh, there's no greater hot seat in college right now than Charlie Strong in Texas. None. Zero. I know they say Oregon, he's on the hot seat. Um, What's the other coach? No, the Dame, he's on the hot seat. But, look. So Charlie's on inferno status right now. He is the hottest seat in college football right now. The hottest seat. You know, um, USC, I know they don't have problems. They just came on probation, so they got a little bit of a grace period. Notre Dame, they went to the national championship about two or three years ago, so he had a little grace period. Oregon, uh, Oregon just fell off a cliff. I don't know what the hell happened there. You know what, I'm going to tell you what doesn't help the long points in this situation is when everybody around you is actually having some kind of success. Even though Baylor had their problems the last three to four years, Baylor been consistently in the top 25. AM had their quarterback problems in the top 10. Oklahoma was just in the college uh, final four. It doesn't help when everybody around you is winning and you're not. No, it don't. It, it does not help at all. Charlie Strong, I mean, he's a good guy. He's got the right intentions. He's, um, He's got the kids going in the right direction as far as academics and behavior and, you know, different things, you know, character like that. I mean, Texas haven't had any character issues, but at the end of the day, people will tolerate character issues if you win it. The people down in Austin, trust me. Oh, yeah. They like, oh, we let you get away with a couple oh, of rest. Them, along, along as you're winning. Them boosters, they want to, they ain't putting that money in that program if you're not winning. Yeah. Damn, it's nice that your kids are graduating. 
Hey, but we need these wins on the we field. We need these bold money. <laughs> to win. We need bold yeah. money. <laughs> I want to be able to get in these arguments with some of my homeboys who are Clemson and Alabama fans. I want to be able to talk about my team. It has been totally embarrassing. I thought we had a good start to the season when we beat Notre Dame. Come to find out Notre Dame is trash. So that was nothing. I guess, you know, looking back at it, we were supposed to beat them. And we beat up on UTEP. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that, that, that was great. Look, we went out there and got beat by Cal, turned around and lost to Oklahoma State. Then, just to put the nail in the coffin, you go lose to OU. So, uh, nah. It's just, they just don't seem better. When you're looking at the game, at those games and you're getting a 50 piece put on, it's just, I don't see no heart. Like, show me something. Show me that you want to play. You know, that you that you care about this game. At the end of the day, when you're getting 40, 50 put on you, and, and you, I don't see nothing change, no look in your eye that change, like, you don't, it, it's like you, you accept that defeat. What do you do at that point? Like, your coach got to be able to bring in the troops and like, hey, we're going to have to have some heart. That's what I thought was going to happen in the Oklahoma game. After we had got scored drills from the last two games, I don't think we're gonna come to Oklahoma. All right, you got you got everything you need to give you some kind of whatever you need to get through that game. You playing Oklahoma, you playing the Red River Shootout. You, my, as a coach, I'm on the line right now. My my seat's hot. Winning for the old, winning for the old ball coach. Winning for the old ball coach. It didn't happen. It did not happen. Man, we had a good talk about this um, Texas situation. Man, I think we did an um, excellent job opening up the show, you know, for our, you know, our very first show. Uh, we're going to be doing all kinds of different topics, man. Hey, give us some ideas. Go in the comment section, man. Give Big us way. ideas, man. Send us messages. Um, give us critiques with, you know, any kind of feedback. It's good feedback. You know, like I was doing uh, when I was on the vent, I was doing a... Uh, uh, unsigned hype. So, I don't know how many people got to actually listen to the vent, but I'm gonna do this unsigned hype thing one more time. I got my boy Ricky Lat with his song called Thank You, man. Hey, that boy got some talent, man. Look him up. He got some songs on iTunes. He's on Facebook, so hit him up, man. He's very talented, and the boys from The Takeover is about to sign out, man. I appreciate y'all taking time to chill with us, and hey, y'all stay tuned for the next show, and the boys from The Takeover is out. So the Lord could find me. Age four didn't know that this feeling that I'm feeling would have me making rhythms to the world to show just a young soul. Young soul. At my mom and daddy house playing bungos. bungos. In the band hall, practicing my drum roll. Drum but roll. in my case, the trombone. Being baker boy, dare band to play some, say some. We, we can take it there if you want it, boy. 
space strong, man, you're dealing with I'm a Joyce. I'm a Joyce. I know you thought we was Kit Kat. Yeah. We bought none, little daddy, you catch that. Just fast. Hershey kisses yelling, go Rick, go. go, Rick, go. They want a sugar daddy, but they get zero. Get zero. I bet a hundred grand, you can be that lifesaver. If you give them sugar babies and you let them scope. Mama Chill. said, be careful who you get your rock and roll to. Or you be pushing baby root down Fifth Avenue. Keep your mind on the Milky Way, ho, hey, stay down and represent where you're from, baby, Fruitwood Mounds. Yes, yeah, Fruitwood Mounds. Yes, yeah, Fruitwood Mounds. That's how we get down. That's how we get down. Chill. If you don't know, you don't know. now you know. Now you chill. chill. How mercy. I show sure get weak sometimes. Check out how I grind. When I feel so unworthy. Need music to ease my mind. Check out how I ride. Check out how I ride. Come on. 